Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. I'm Graeme Young and today I'm joined by Gordon Parks and Kirsty Rote. And we'll also be speaking to Craig Swan in Austria. On the pod today, we'll be looking back at Celtic's first pre-season game to go off with well, a 1-0 victory in Austria. We'll also be looking at Celtic's striking options in the season ahead now that Austin Edwards under a uh, permanent contract signed long-term earlier this summer. And we'll be talking about Marvin Compere who played last night and maybe is finally ready to make an impact for Celtic. How are you both doing today? Great. Good, thanks. Yourself, Graham? Yeah, very well. So tell the truth. No, no, we're very tell well. Tell the truth. No, tell the truth. It's absolutely boiling, eh? Oh, it's, a, it's a beautiful day. Frazzled. Get enjoy it and shortly. Okay. So, Celtic back under way for the season 1-1-0 one, one, last night. Uh, what did you think of the game? Yeah, it's great. It took it off to a winning start. You know, it can set the tone for the rest of the season. Obviously, at such early days, it doesn't tell you too much because um, it's a Austrian second division side but um, it's great to see some players emerging yeah, Johnny Hayes back Lewis Morgan um, and it's just confidence building and getting to field some other players and um, Rogers can have a look at others so I think at this stage it's just a really good preparation exercise Yeah definitely Lewis Morgan's a player you touched upon there looks like an opportunity this season uh, outweighed a couple of players like Charlie Massonda Patrick Roberts so, uh, going back down south do you think Morgan's a player that can make an impact this year? He's the one I'm really going to be watching. Um, I'm hoping that he's going to emerge in the kind of Paddy Roberts vein and role. And uh, yeah, he's the one that I'm most excited about. Um, so he'll be the one that I'm looking at, yeah. Well, but you, Gordon, you're a man who spent a few pre-seasons in the game. It's not always easy to get back up and running. It's not. Kirsty's right. Um, the preparation of the game last night, it's all about fitness, bedding yourself in. It's all about um, getting the, you know, it's been a summer, someone like Johnny Hayes, I don't know how many months he's been missing, but needed games, needed to get back in quickly, needs to test his leg, gets his confidence back up, Kirsty's right, it's about people making an early claim, and I know it's uh, very early, but it matters, and I think getting games under your belt and winning games is always good. Excellent. I'll just take a wee pause or two seconds. Kirsty, can you come in a wee bit, if that's okay? Just, Just get the mic, if that's okay. And then, even from where you are, if you can just speak as loudly as you can. Yeah, okay. thank you very much. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> uh, so, one player we're going to look at today is Marvin Compere. Now, this was obviously a player that signed much fanfare. Well, for a 30, 32 year old, he was ma- expected to come in and make an impact straight away at Celtic. It didn't happen, there was injuries and maybe a lack of form, perhaps. In training, he wasn't maybe shown what he was capable of. Can he realistically become a regular Celtic defender this summer? I hope so, and I hope that that game last night uh-huh. is indicative of the fact that he he's played well, didn't he? Yeah, he played well. He seems like attack minded um, and is a bit impetuous, so that's that's good. But it's a bizarre episode. I think uh-huh. a lot of Celtic fans are still scratching their head and wondering what's been going yeah. on and, and why he only played one game. Mm-hmm. Um, he was injury. We know what's going on, but uh, for Europe, uh, we definitely need 
a defender and if he's going to be the one, great, if not, I have to buy. I think for Europe's a key. Celtic need to recruit, they need to bolster. It is a bizarre episode because there's a guy with pedigree, he's played in the Bundesliga. He's yeah. uh, somebody who was maybe the leader to come in, that kind of authoritative figure, experience, somebody to guide and lead, but he hasn't done it. Uh, he's fallen short, whether it's ability, whether it's temperament, whether it's lack of being able to adapt to the Scottish game, whatever it was, there was a reason for it. But hopefully that's over now and he can go and play a role because he's earned a lot of money but doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Celtic need to know whether they need to go and fill that void or whether he's going to be able to step up and do that. That's a big question. So for a player like Compare, obviously minutes have been a problem. Can he be expected to make an impact straight away these Champions League qualifiers? Well, role? he should because ages and he's, he's, he's got a good age. He's not too old. He's still got a lot of legs there. He's, he's played at the highest highest level. Celtic brought him in because he was a marquee signer. I mean, it was. he's earning good money. He's been around long enough to know that He's brought in to do a specific role. He hasn't done that yet. Huge disappointment, and he has to come come good. But I think Brendan Rodgers has to find out quickly whether he's the guy to prevent him from going and buying in a top quality centre half. Because if he's not, he'll be gone, and somebody will have to come in. And I think you're you're right there, Gordon. You say it's almost even the way I kind of ask you the question. He's he's a player that's almost it's got kid gloves now. Do you know what I mean? People aren't sure what to expect from him and. He's doing well by even playing a pre-season game. It's, got, it's too long. I mean, it's yeah, too long. It's, it's, uh, these are these. I mean, I think Celtic fans gave him the benefit of doubt early on because you can come and you can arrive at a new club, you can get injured, you can you take time to settle. But he's been here too long now. He has to deliver or get out. Yeah, and it sounds like he's going to be the guy from from Rogers' comments. It's sounding like he's not going to buy comments about um, uh-huh. Billy McNeil, and it sounded like I'll kind of like caution fans. I'm happy with the defenders that uh-huh. I've got. You know, you better get on board yeah. with it and stop calling for a defender all the time. Yeah. So he yeah. has to be the guy then, and he has to hit the ground. What I would say is you don't play at the level that he has unless you've yeah. got a lot about you. I, it's, got a real, it's a real CV, isn't it? It's like Fiorentina, Leipzig, yeah. sort of top I think he looks the part, uh-huh. yeah. but there's a lot more than looking the part. He's got to actually do, do it now because yeah. he's earning, and he has to earn his, earn his door. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think that's a good point. One just quickly there talking about defence. I think you made a good point there, Kirsty, about something like Michael Lustig when you watch him at the World Cup. Sweden are very defensively minded, uh, that bank of four, uh, defensively they're very narrow at times and he looks maybe a different player for the one who's asked by Celtic to bomb on constantly. Have you noticed that the World Cup, maybe some that was to, maybe Celtic might be a bit more defensive yeah, in the Champions League, and they could reap benefits? Yeah, and um, yeah, and that's, that's Roger, sometimes he can be very stubborn and sticking to his planning and not mm-hmm. changing and um, not switching it up. Um, and even Gamboa, I feel like they're, they're both surprised me um, at how well that they have played. So Gamboa looks like a player Celtic would be talking about buying if he didn't already exactly, play for the yeah. So they both have and um, our you know our star in our eyes logic um, and they've they've advanced for that. So that's that's good. It's it's been impressive uh, to see and I hope it gives actually Rogers some food for thought. I think you're right, you know, mm-hmm. to maybe yeah, I can switch switch things up. Excellent. Uh, the next point we're going to talk about here, uh, the striking situation. So obviously last season Austin Edward impressed, but he wasn't a Celtic player, he was only on loan from PSG. Uh, Mr Dembele still at the club, and Lee Griffiths is back fit, hopefully for him he'll be able to play a lot more games than he has in recent seasons. If Celtic, every player was fit, and they were playing a massive game tomorrow, uh, which of the three would start up front for you, Kirsty? Dembele. Yeah, I favour Dembele. I love his physicality. I love the the menace. I love this the look in his eyes. I love his strength. I love uh, so much about him compared to 
Griffiths and Edouard's got just like a lot to prove. We need to like forget about the price tag and just give uh-huh. give him time. Um, it's going to be difficult, I think, for Griffiths. I think he is going to have an increasingly reduced role. Uh-huh. Whether he will stay beyond next season, who knows? Um, yeah, Dembele at some stage will be off, but he would be my favoured striker out of the out of the three. Yeah. Do you think Dembele will go this summer? I, I would take issue. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but I think you're picturing a Dembele of months ago. I think his body language to the end of last year season, sorry, was of a player who really was looking for his exit now. His body language is coming off the park. He's, 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 listen, an awesome talent. I just don't think he's got the appetite that uh, Edward has. And I think it's a like for like. There's not a massive difference. I feel that's I just Dembele anyway. I think that is just his style. He's very, and Rogers alluded to it as well, that he's just very laid back and yeah. I think a bit you think like a aloof and a bit cool. Yeah, there's maybe an argument that he took a bit of a step back last season. If you, yeah. The 32 goals the first season, there was a lot of clever runs that he was making those in, in two parts of his first season at Celtic he would go on these runs of 12 goals in 8 games yeah. and he'd have great that disappeared last year partly. the latter part of the season my memory of the player is of his agent jumping up and down celebrating goals and the agent would always be pictured you know up uh-huh. in the box delighted and I think inevitably he's going to go I think Edomar getting signed is a clear sign that he's going to, he's going to go it's good business and I think you'll get a substantial fee for him it'll lay off the, the money set, set off the money they've played for Edward Griffiths has got a massive part to play he's the most talented striker that Celtic have the most instinctive player that they have mm-hmm. Edward's still young need to learn Griffiths all in games link up plays movement is getting better and better mm-hmm. so I think uh, most of them I, I, listen, I agree with everything that you're saying but I think it's a player of maybe months ago that you're looking at rather than the one that finished the season knowing that he's leaving I think he's always got that in him and I think he showed in the the, the very end stages when it, that was like coming back and that menace in his eyes uh-huh. was coming back and when he's on it you really feel as though this is a guy that can go out yeah. get up in all firm games score your hat check you know and almost make it look kind of easy uh-huh. um yeah, he's still my favourite. And one thing's for sure, if we get a defender in and keep Dembele and have Edward, that's a really great season. But really you wouldn't play both of them together, season. right? Yeah. Right. Okay, that's a fair point. Celtic in recent years have taken advantage of Champions League qualifiers, kept players for the big games and then moved them on to the end. Do you think that's a possibility for Dembele? Do you think that's Tried tested, going? 100%. Listen, I don't see it playing out any other, any okay. other way, I think. They do it season after season. They leave it late. They can afford to do that because they've got a kind of uh, they've got a strength and depth. They've got a quality assembled now that will get them through the Champions League uh, infancy. And I think they have to recruit then, but they'll use the money. They'll, they'll bring in and they will sell, and it'll be frantic business towards the end. But that's the way they do it. If Martin and Neil can keep Parts and Sutton and Larson happy uh-huh. and juggle that, then I don't see why Rodgers can't juggle. Yeah, that's a good point, but obviously one thing with that, Sutton was obviously moved back quite a lot and just yeah. some things were The climate's completely changed. Celtic weren't a selling club then. They were recruiting. They were, they were top dog pedigree uh, operating at the top end of the market. Celtic are no longer like that. They're, they're still a team that balances the sheets and they, they know... The Edward investment is an investment that, that, that signals the departure of the others. But right. you don't want to move them on prematurely, and I don't think those guys want to for their career move on prematurely. And I felt as though the indications from Dembele is that he kind of 
gets that and um, when they're young I think you can keep them that season or two rather than there's no yeah. rush here's the difference he goes and plays for, for French, France under 21s and tears it up he scores free kicks he sets mm-hmm. a head on fire he's getting judged there he's not getting yeah. judged scoring goals against Motherwell he's getting judged and that's why they'll, they'll, they'll sell him now because he's a hot to trot and there's clubs willing to pay for him uh-huh. because he's doing it for the French under 21 team just want to ask you one question perhaps they talked about the belly there do you think Say wherever he goes, England, France. Will he? What level will Dembele reach in the game? In your see, opinion, I, I don't love him the same way as Kirsty does. I see a lot of flaws in his game. Mm-hmm. I see a guy who's you, you have to listen. He's, he's still a work in progress. He, he plays at times as if he thinks he's better than he is. He is awesome, and he makes it look easy when his eyes are right. You're absolutely right. But I see too much of him walking off the game. Mm-hmm. I see too much of him. You know, as a languid kind of approach, he needs to have more fire in him. And I think um, he can be a bit clumsy at times. I think he has to sharpen up his all-round game. He's far from a French international striker. And I think there's a few years to go before he gets there, but he's definitely got the potential to do it. That's a fair point. Just got to look across the city briefly. I know we're on the Celtic podcast, but sometimes you know what it's like in this city when Celtic Rangers come together. It's been a very busy summer for Stephen Gerrard. The Rangers, uh, seven signings so far. Umar Sadiq looks like he could be on the way as well. Celtic only made one in Odds and Edward. Uh, Scott Bean obviously signed at the end of last season. Uh, what do you think, in terms of that, do you think Celtic will feel any pressure to add more quickly, or do you think the contentness of winning double treble uh, can allow you to take your time with these big decisions? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's a complete rebuild job. It's a new manager in. That's to be expected. Uh-huh. I think fans get a bit jittery. You know, you look across yeah. and you're always seeing like your oldest rival and they're like racking up the uh-huh. signings. So you get a little bit nervous. And you want stuff in the summer. You want rumours and a few rumours. It's nervous, There's a couple of good signings in there. Um, for me, um, you know, uh, controversial not Flanagan. Um, yeah. But I, I still think when you're a champion side, when you're a double treble winners, uh-huh. we don't have to do any surgery to our team. We are just enhancing in key areas and it's always going to be a kind of quiet transfer window for us, so you just have to accept that. Yeah, I'm not, I haven't been over enamoured by Rangers and signings. I don't think any of the players are proven players. I, don't, I think uh-huh. you've got a guy coming from Brighton that couldn't get a game there. You've got uh-huh. a guy coming from Croatia who was in Buttons who all, all of a sudden because he signed for Rangers, Rangers fans expect a good player. There's yep. no proof. Flanagan I've watched playing for Liverpool. Um, hasn't done well for me in games that I've watched him. Mm-hmm. Scott Arfield's a worker. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a box-to-box player. He's not going to win you games with clever touch. He's Is Arfield what Dorans should have been last season? Well, Dorans sees, sees the game. He can pick a team apart. Okay. He's, uh, his work on, on the ball is great. Arfield's work off the ball is okay. great. But these are not game-changing players. I haven't seen any recruit that's come into Rangers that makes me set up for Celtic fans. And it says it all, the fact that you're actually saying Celtic fans would even accept a few rumours. It shows you how strong they are. Because whoever they bring in is blue chip. Yep. And that's the difference. Rangers are hoping they're going to throw things together and hope it, hope it sticks yep. and forms a shape. The squad they've got from last season, so so poor, so far away. I hope Steven Gerrard, for Rangers' sake, realises just how bad they are. Because if he thinks he's going to mould a team from that, he's wrong. Excellent. So we spoke to... Uh, Swanee was telling us the rain in Austria was biblical uh, and we spotted Moses it's the best news <laughs> I've had today yeah, well, exactly yeah, it's not a bad one but we'll be able to enjoy it soon uh, so the rain's biblical in Austria and we spotted Moses at training the other night so Moses Odebajo uh, an ex-Hull City player or just his contract's come to the end obviously a player that some fans didn't know a lot about but he is genuinely highly regarded for the great season uh, year Hull get promoted to the Premier League in two years absolute 
a nightmare for him with a really serious knee injury. Is he a player that Celtic could potentially get excited about, do you think, Kirsty? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, personally, I don't know um, uh-huh. too much about him. Um, and, and the alarm bells ring with injuries that's yeah. been the thing that's really stood out for me I don't want a Borigta kind of situation um, so I'm a bit concerned with that but I really mm-hmm. trust Brendan Rodgers I trust um, whoever he is interested in yeah. Staying in the biblical theme he's like the patron saint of lost causes he did, <laughs> he, did say, he did say that he's prepared to take a chance on someone who's had a bad, a bad, bad luck uh-huh. falling off the kind of beaten path uh-huh. I'm like you, I don't know a lot about him, yeah. but any player that moves for the amount of money that he has, uh-huh. and anybody that's spoken as highly of by Brendan Rodgers, who knows, yeah. has to be, has to be. I think it appeared to be in the cusp as well of a big move, yeah. uh, there was teams like Newcastle at the time looking, I think it was yeah. upwards of £10 million. so it's obviously it's a bit of a restoration project There's in some ways, two ways it works, if you're out uh-huh. for that length of time, it either, it either does you in and you can't get back, yeah. physically you're just broken, or mm-hmm. it can galvanise you and it can make you even more determined to rise mm-hmm. to a level that you've never done before, yeah. and there's examples of that. Uh-huh. Uh, Craig Gordon's one of them, yeah, you know, and course, I think yeah. so. Why not assess? Maybe give him a short-term deal. Let's uh-huh. see if uh, yeah. if he's still got it. I think one of the interesting things about Odebajo is the fact he's he started out as a winger, uh, trains to right back, but the experience maybe playing a bit more of a three-five-two. So they are quite uh, flexible in terms of formations. Gives you a different option as well. There's a good chance that boy you would imagine. Uh, could move on finally after he's not played a lot of football yeah. uh, give Wostig some competition That do you think that's an option maybe a slightly different change of scheme change of formation for certain games yeah yeah um, and and that's exactly what we need um, and Roger speaks really highly of him um, he says he's got like lots of potential so that's great but then Masonda did come in with lots of potential and big rumours yeah, of Real yeah, Madrid yeah. and such like so you never know how much is just uh-huh. you know kind of yeah. soft soaking and, and and then, but yeah, another option. You spoke at the start, Kirsty, about Europe, mm-hmm. and it is, it's, Europe's the key. Uh-huh. And whoever they recruit at fullback, they've got to be pace, explosive pace. Uh-huh. Gamboa got destroyed against Bayern, and I, don't, I think that was his last appearance, wasn't yeah. it? And I didn't expect to see him again. Yeah. And I just think that Ben, ben Rogers realises when you step into that top European arena, when you're coming up against mm-hmm. explosive pace, once you get to the certain level, you need uh-huh. to be able to match up against that. And I think he realised they were short. Yeah, that's right. And I want the signings that we make to show that Rogers is always prioritising Europe. And that's why you get a little bit kind of nervous about the I'm OK with the defence situation because we're going to have to do so much defending in Europe uh-huh. that I want that to be a priority. It's an area we really need to sort out. So yep. central right back, yeah. Excellent. In there. Just touch quickly on the Champions League qualifiers. Obviously, one extra round this year. Um, it's going to be a epic. Do you think? What's the what's the what's the feeling, Kirsty? Do you think there's a chance this year might be the year they come up short, or do you feel the experience and uh, for the previous season's extra round, maybe playing Rosenberg uh, in the second stage? How are you feeling about that? Yeah, heading into it? I mean, we've we've proven even in the early stages of Rogers Reign that we can do it, and he can get us there, and I think he'll take us there again. It's just increasingly difficult, but mm-hmm. you know we're familiar with. Rosenberg, um, it was frustrating last season, then I'll now draw at home. Um, I felt oh. we could have even done a bit better there, uh, and I think we will again. Like we're coming off the back of another really, really great season. Mm-hmm. You'd expect them to be full of confidence mm-hmm. when they meet somebody a familiar foe. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Brendan Rodgers has learned as well. I think Astana when he's punched in the air when they get through late. Yep. I think that's all serves him well because he realizes now he's never done Champions League, and he now realizes he's a man. Is more competent to steer Celtic through it now because he's 
he's been over the course a couple of times now and I think you're right I think it is an extra bit more difficult but certainly not beyond Celtic Excellent. Hi Craig, how are you doing? How's your trip in Austria? Yeah, it's good, thanks. Um, everything's gone well so far. Uh, it's been one game. Um, unfortunately, the uh, the weather here in Austria is not what I believe it is back in Scotland. I'm not sure now, but um, it was pouring with rain after the game last night and it's dull and overcast and cloudy today, so... Good news for the players, though, because pre-season training was enough of a slog without having to do it in 30 degree heat, so I'm sure they're quite pleased. How do you feel the first pre-season game went? It was, it was traditional um, pre-season fair. Uh, when there was, um, you know, there was a sort of quaint venue. The opposition were, were, were quite limited, just, you know, it's, it's always a slow game to sort of you know, a low, a low standard of game to try and just build up a bit of fitness. Um, I think the exercise, what it was designed to do, uh, it ticked all the boxes in the sense that uh, Brendan Rodgers was able to get, uh, I think, about half into 20 of uh, the 10 outfield players that started when they all changed that half time. So that got 20 players time and both Scott Bain and Connor Hazard up now, so got a bad time and goal Scott Bain played an hour, Connor Hazard played the last half an hour, so there was no nasty challenges, there was nothing dodgy, it was in terms of a fitness exercise, it was perfect. Excellent. So there's quite a few of the youngsters on this trip. In the past we've seen, last couple of seasons, guys like Calvin Miller, Jack Aitchison to a point getting some game time, uh, Mikey Johnson as well. Is there any of these newer players do you think have got a real chance of making it? This season getting a bit more regular game time or is this just usual pre-season fair young players coming across and getting some minutes? Yeah, I mean, you don't want to sound as though you're discouraging young players and, and, and Brendan Rodgers will, uh, is obviously showing, excuse me, is obviously showing he will give chances to guys if he thinks that they're worthy of it. Ewan Henderson featured towards the end of last season. And again, he, he got some minutes last night. Um, then Stephen Welsh started at right back. Uh, Kevin McEnroy played in midfield uh, for the first half. Uh, Jack H. Sink one and a half times, he said, Henderson, as I mentioned. So these boys are all getting good experience. Um, whether they can they can make any of the first team as regulars, I'm not so sure. Calvin Miller was involved as well in the first half. Uh, he, him and Henderson are probably the two, probably the two best chances. Excellent. So Marvin Compere endured a bit of a sticky start his, his first six months at Celtic. But the Germans obviously a bit revitalised this summer, uh, getting a pre-season under his belt. How did he look last night? No worries, I'm sorry. You need to start again, Yelly. No worries, I'm sorry. Just get some caught in the back of my throat. Just give me some caught in the back of my throat. Jesus, man. I'm going to get a drink. You'll be able just to start again. Aye, no worries, it's close to the science. It doesn't take a minute, mate. So Marvin Klumper is a player obviously endured a bit of a sticky start his first six months at Celtic but the big Germans obviously been able to have a, a new pre-season under his belt. How did he look last night, Swanee? It was actually good for, for his sake to see him back. Um, his demeanour after the game was was quite sort of relaxed. He was very calm. He was so happy and joyous at having a, having a chance to play. I mean, he only played the first 45 minutes. That's looked okay. Looked fat. Um, 
He's obviously gone away uh, during the summer break, done a bit of work on what he needs to do. Um, he's got a lot of questions to answer, we all know that. Um, he's admitted himself that it, it hasn't gone the way he wanted, and that's understandable because it was 83 minutes he played in total uh, after signing. But well, it looked okay last night, but it, it was obviously difficult to gauge because he wasn't playing against any real quality, but he looked fit enough. Um, one of the things that struck me was he looked quite dangerous at set pieces. Um, he, he had a header just over and he looked quite, he quite threatening with a couple of dead ball deliveries from Lee Griffiths. So, listen, I, I still think he's very much down the taking order in the sense that he would be fourth or fifth choice as he stands at the moment. But it's another option for, for the manager if he chooses to use it. And as we know at this time of the season, it, it's happened before in the Champions League qualifiers. The Celtic have been left a wee bit there at the back. He might be required. Excellent. So one thing that Celtic fans and all football fans at this time of year are looking for little nuggets of transfer information and one came sort of out of the blue the other night when uh, Moses Odebadro showed up at training uh, over in Austria. This is a player who had a real pedigree at Hull but's endured a torrid couple of years with injuries. Uh, do you think he's got a chance? What, what's the feeling? Is he, has he got to train with the players? Has he got to get the opportunity to shine over there? As far as I'm aware, well, um, he hasn't trained uh, with, a, with the Celtic team. Um, we've been told so far that he, Brendan obviously, Brendan Rodgers obviously knew about him uh, from his time at Brentford when he first broke through. And obviously, kept hard on him. When he had that. Um, I think it's been well documented now. Everyone knows what's happened. He had the injuries. He's had a couple of years out. I think it was a case of. You know, Brendan Rodgers just kind of tried to sit down with him, and whether he's spoken to him about you know the role he potentially sees him playing, if if something can be done as regards the deal. Um, I think the boys obviously gonna and his advisors are gonna have a think about it. Celtic will obviously have a lot of testing to do. If they're gonna push on with it, they'll have to make sure all the medical stuff's right. But I think the thing that shines through from it all is his potential or the talent that he was already showing. During that season at Hull, the one season, the full season we had there, everybody seems to suggest he was he was headed for the top. He was a potential future England international. He looked the part. He had English Premier League clubs sniffing around him at that time. Um, so the talent's clearly there. It's all going to come down to the fitness. Um, whether Celtic think it's worthwhile pushing it, but it is obviously interesting when you think of Kate Gordon. Yeah. Um, here in, here in this city four years ago, Craig Gordon came into the backup to Fraser Foster after his horrific knee problems. And at that time, I don't think anybody knew if he would withstand the rigours of one full game. And uh, now, what, four seasons down? And uh, Craig's got, what, nine more medals or something like that. So, And he's proved that it can be done. So he's a template. Um, and certainly Brendan Rodgers spoke last night in a manner that would suggest that he'd be willing to give, you know, if he thinks... The boy's got a chance of staying fit. He's willing. To, he's willing to take a chance on a guy like that. So, um, I think there's a reasonable chance something might happen there. Excellent. One thing I really wanted to ask you today, Craig, was. Obviously, the game's changed slightly in terms of Champions League. The extra round, Celtic uh, need to take on to qualify, and obviously the level of position is probably just up a level in the first round as well. Do you feel the level, is there, is there anything noticeable in the way Celtic are training today? Is there a feeling that the, the heat is on almost to get to get started start quick before uh, the dangers that lie away at the Champions League? Have you noticed any difference that way? Not really. I think it's just a case of, you know, 
Well, yeah, I think there's a um, Greg Rogers and his, his coaching staff and his sports science team. They've got everything down there. Down to a T, um, they know exactly what needs to be done for which stages. It's obvious it's going to be more difficult. I mean, I think last season, the round before the playoff round was Rosenberg, and there's a good chance it's going to be Rosenberg this time, but around earlier, so that tells you automatically that the standards going up the earlier the rounds that you uh, start in. Um, so, and, and the first game in Armenia is going to be really tough because of the conditions. I think somebody mentioned to us the other day, we're talking about maybe. 37, 38 degrees over there just now. That's just a day in Glasgow, yeah. Craig. That's not going to be a problem for them. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, should be doing my pre-season at Lennonstown. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I went through that and um, I remember being in Baku, I think it was two years ago. Three years ago when they played um, Carabag. Uh, Ronnie Dyler's team played Carabag and that was something similar. That was 40 degrees and stifling. So, and this is the cause of being through. They know, they know what's required. They know what's needed. It'll be the same as everything. If they don't qualify, it won't be down to finish. Okay, excellent. So, what's the plans uh, rest of the next couple of days, Craig? What's going on over in Austria? Uh, the players are just um, everybody. It's, it's kind of, I think it's kind of staggered for a few of them. Like, for instance, maybe you know some of the international lads were back uh, a week later than uh, other boys when the training when they first got together with the training lads were last week. Um, a couple of the, the lads who played for the France under-21 team, Dembele and Odson, they didn't play last uh, last night's game. We should expect to maybe see them in the, the match on Saturday against Bohemian's Prague. If not that, you'll probably certainly see them in uh, Tuesday night's game against Sparta Prague. Um, it's just people coming back at different times. And As I say, the, the, the sports science team and, and the manager, they'll have all worked out. That maybe not everybody's exactly the same. Everybody will, will have things tailored. Uh, to suit each individual, so they may, they may not be always one big group, but uh, they'll all be working hard for their own specific sort of their own specific targets and their own specific things that they need to reach. Because it's the same in, in anything. Some guys can back better than others. It's yeah. just how that is. Everybody's different. Some people need to keep training constantly. Some people can get away missing a couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, we'll have that under control for sure. Excellent. Well, I'll let you get on with the rest of the day, Craig. We're going back here. Glasgow to sun ourselves, go across, get a few ice creams and enjoy the rest of the day. I'm sure we'll speak to you soon. I know, brother. I'll put it in jacket on. Thanks, <laughs> We'll take care, Craig. See you soon. Well, that's all for today. Uh, we'll be back next midweek with more news and analysis for all things Celtic. If you want to get in touch with us uh, to continue the debate, you can. You can tweet us at record underscore sport or myself at GrahamYoung27. Kirsty, what's your Twitter handle? At Kirsty underscore Loki. Parts of you want to give out that sensitive information. (laughs) 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 So don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or ACAST to get the podcast as soon as it's available. And if you liked it, please review and rate us on there too. Thanks for listening.